18, verse 27. It's our theme verse for this whole series. It says, Jesus replied, what is impossible with men is possible with God. And, you know, the way the Lord has kind of worked and kind of moved us into this is really, to, in the last few weeks, is to talk about things that stop us from moving into those things of God. You know, that's why we have never really seen the miracles. We've never seen really God move in a great way in our life is because there's some stumbling blocks in our life that we are not um, working and living in the principles of God. And so uh, so last week we talked about fear and uh, how that stops us. But this week, I think one of the one of the major things that really stop us and it's really relational with people is how we take offense to what people say or do to us and how they hurt us and how unforgiveness is something that can stop us from walking out the plan of God and seeing him move in our lives. Okay. And so this is very directional word for you. And I think it's really affects all of us. In some way, because an offense can really, really hurt us. Now, Philippians chapter one, verse nine through 11 says this. And this, I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent and that you may be sincere without offense till the day of Christ being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise to God. And one thing when we hold an offense, or we, we are offended by somebody, or we hold unforgiveness towards somebody because of what they've done to us, um, it doesn't show the glory of God in our lives. And that's our life. Our life should reflect the glory of God. Our life should give glory to the Lord. And so offense really can be a stumbling block in our lives from really walking in the things of God. You know, offense is a negative reaction to something that's been as unpleasant, an unpleasant circumstance or condition. You know, an offense can come at any time in our lives. You know, Luke chapter 17, verse 1, Jesus said this to the disciples. Now listen to this. He said this, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. So they're going to come in your life, right? An opportunity to stumble. It can come in many different ways. But look what Jesus talks about here. He says, but woe to anybody through whom they come. So you don't want to be the cause of an offense or cause to somebody stumble. He says it would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck uh, than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So you don't want to be a place of causing people to stumble. That's not our job. But, but we do have that sometimes. But look at what verse 3. It says, so watch yourself if your brother or sister sins against you. Now, it's really talking about your brother and sister in the Lord. Now, I can't be talking about your brother and sister. My, I have a twin sister. She has sinned against me many, many times. <laughs> Amen. Anyway, no offense or unforgiveness. I mean, she did beat me out of the womb. She, I was, when I was born, I was born um, about you know, three and a half pounds. She was probably, you know, five or six. So she took most of the food. <laughs> I, I'm going to need to call her. Anyway, um, if your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. Now, that, that rebuke doesn't mean tell them to go to hell. <laughs> now, you may want to, 
That sounds like a good thing to do, but it doesn't really mean that. Rebuking means correct. That you're, you're going to correct them. You're not going to point the finger. It's that you're going to go to them and tell them, listen, what you did, what you said, hurts me. So he says this. He says, if your brother sins or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. And if they sin against you seven times in a day, come back to the, and back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. In, seven, in Luke 7.23. So Jesus has this all going on in his life that says, man, I don't want any offense. When someone offends you, someone does something that hurts you, that is painful to you, you must go to them and rebuke them. This is a love, this is a love walk. That I will go to you and say, listen, what you did to me hurt me. It didn't make me feel good. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I wanna, I wanna make it right. And so, as the other brother and sister and Lord should do, says, "I'm sorry, I did not mean to do that," or "I'm sorry," and they should repent. And if they do it again, you got to do it over again. You gotta, you gotta continue. That is the the walk of the Lord. That is the love walk. But what happens is, we don't go to that person, do we? Because a lot of us are afraid of confrontation. We view confrontation as evil. We view confrontation as hateful, but no, it's love. And so what happens is, instead of going to them, we go to everybody else and tell them how much they hurt us. You know what that's called? Gossip. It's gossip. It's not right. And what it begins to do, it begins to plant a seed in your life where you start to be offended and hold unforgiveness towards that person. And Jesus says, no, don't do that. Rebuke them, yes. Correct them. Let them know what's happening. But I, I want you to forgive. See, offense is, is, is what happens in our heart when we allow words, actions, or circumstances to become a stumbling block to us. This is how you know, these are some of the symptoms of offense. You know you're offended when you have bitterness towards somebody. When you accuse, you have accusations, and it goes beyond what they did to you. You build judgments against them. Well, they can't be a Christian if they did this. Right? You have anger. Definitely unforgiveness, where you you don't forgive them. You hold that against them. You have this hurt, strife, hatred. How many of you have ever given somebody the silent treatment? That's when you know you're offended. Or you do this. You rehearse the situation out in your mind over and over again. See, the thing about it is offense hurts you. It doesn't hurt the other person. And that's the plan of the enemy, to stop you from moving on with God. Jesus said this, if you don't forgive, I cannot forgive. So when someone's offended you and someone has hurt you, listen, I don't want to minimize what they did. And they could have done something very terrible to you. 
But when you hold unforgiveness towards somebody and you've taken that root of offense, listen, it hurts you. You know, people have come to me and says, I'm offended by this guy or this person or something. And they've wore that offense like a badge of honor. It is not. It is sin. And it will separate you from the things of God and stop you from moving forward in your life. Because offense, what it does, it causes you and I to focus on ourselves. And and that never works, right? You always are looking how bad you had it or how hard it is for you. And it focuses on yourself. And it becomes humanistic. It's humanism. Where you focus on yourself and not on God and on his things. So what begins to lead you is that offense instead of the spirit of God, which is love. See, offense actually releases the enemy and his plan to succeed in your life. And that, therefore, it hinders really the, the blessing of the Lord because what Jesus said in, in Luke 7, 23, blessed is he who does not take offense of me. And then offense causes that division again in relationships. So we need to get rid of offense. We need to get rid of unforgiveness immediately. And you and I cannot have it in our lives don't, and not allow it in our lives at any time because it really stops the things of God. See, we have three options when someone does something wrong. By the way, how many have ever been hurt by somebody? Raise your hand. We all have. Okay, how about this? Let's see if anybody's truthful. How many of you have hurt people? Boy, you guys are screwed up, man. You need Jesus. Um, <laughs> we all have done that. I mean, there's sometimes you, 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 don't, you don't mean to hurt people. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of us, our hearts, never to hurt somebody. And, and even sometimes you might do something really bad and you just don't really recognize it at the time. Sometimes you can be offended because of perception, right? You, you walk in, you look at someone, man, that person's giving me the evil eye. And you don't go to them. You tell everybody else, hey, is that person giving me the evil eye? So sometimes it's perception. Somebody didn't talk to you. Maybe they didn't see you at Walmart, but you thought they did, and you feel rejected, and you hold an offense against them. See, we have three options when handling offense, because Jesus said those stumbling blocks are going to come. So when an opportunity comes that you're a that to get offended by somebody, to get hurt by somebody, you really have three options. Number one, you can re- hold resentment, which imprisons you. You can resent them and start to hate them, and it builds up. How I many, when you've been offended, doesn't it? It gets just increases, right? And you know what happens? It starts to control who you are. It controls your thoughts. It controls your actions. Right? does that. And so when we're offended, we have an opportunity yeah, to, to allow it to come in. And it's resentment, which imprisons you. It, 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 it controls everything about you. It controls your direction in life. That's why when you are offended, you harbor unforgiveness towards somebody. It is hard for you to move into the things of God because God is not leading you 
that offenses, that hurt and that pain are. So we need to get rid of that. Because, you know, harboring offense doesn't do you any good. It hurts you. In fact, the only thing that can heal you is God and his love. So we can hold resentment. The second thing we, we could do is reconciliation. That means when both parties decide, yeah, I screwed up, yeah, I forgive you, and we come together and try to make it right and pray for one another and allow the Lord to bring healing. That's when both are in agreement, right? Amen? That's my, that's my background music. <laughs> Sounds like Days of Our Lives or something. Not that I ever watched that. Where, where in the heck did that come from? It's been 20 years. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Where am I? Oh, resentment and reconciliation. Okay. See, that's what happens when you turn on your phone. Um, reconciliation is when both people, but sometimes that's not as possible, right? Because maybe one, the one party hurt you on purpose. And doesn't want to reconcile. Well, where does that leave you? Well, the third party. Third decision you can make is to release them and to forgive them, which allows you to find peace in the situation. And that's the, that's the part I want to talk about today. Because you can't control the other party, but you can control you, right? You control your decision on how you're going to live. You can decide, am I going to allow that offense to hurt me or am I going to allow God's love to heal me? That's your choice. Because me holding an offense against somebody else doesn't hurt them at all. But it, it allows them and what they did to control me. And that's not of God. Because he's the only one that should control us. Amen? So how do we get to that place where we can reconcile, and, or at least the very least, release and forgive? Number one, you've got to focus on God. You've got to hold God's word in your heart, and you've got to focus on him. See, offense is going to get you to focus on self. And listen, if anything gets you to focus on self, you know it is wrong. So you need to really look at that and say, oh, no, 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 no. Man, I, I'm hurt, I'm, I, and I don't want to minimize it, and I know some people have hurt you deeply. But when you hold that resent it, it, and that, that unforgiveness in your, your life against them, it begins to tear you up inside, and you begin, it's like a big cycle that gets worse and worse and worse where you focus on what they did to you and it becomes all about you and all you want to do is get back with them I, I know that's the way I, I am when someone hurts me you know what I want to do I want to get the youth group and go egg their house that's the first thought that comes to my mind I, I, just being honest with you and I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever done that even when I was youth back. But anyway, I thought about it. Just being honest. I mean, I, 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 you know, I want to get back at them. 
But the best thing I can do is focus on God and say, God, what do you want me to do? Because when I begin to focus on God, I begin to do what he wants. You know, Paul and Silas, when they were put into prison, had an opportunity to be offended. But what did they do? They prayed. They prayed. I mean, Jesus modeled this for us, didn't he? On the cross, he'd just been crucified. He's hanging on the cross. He looks down at the people who crucified him and says, God, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. In the middle of his pain, he said, forgive them. He released them. Oh, my goodness. That's our model. And you can do it. You can release them. Because it's hurting you if you don't. And it's magnifying the pain so much where your focus goes everywhere but God. In fact, this is what begins to happen. You begin to run away from the Lord because that's all He wants you to do is focus on Him and forgive Him. And you don't want to. So the best thing for us to do is to focus on God. And then when we focus on God, we're going to focus on love. That we're going to begin to trust in God's love. And then we're going to do what the Word says, turn the other cheek. And we don't like to do that, do we? We want to go hire the youth group. That would be a great fundraiser, probably. I'd probably make a lot of money on that. But we want to get back at them, don't we? We want to cause the same harm even more to them when they do something to us. But Jesus said, turn the other cheek. And what that means is that, God, I'm going to allow you to take care of the situation. I'm going to allow you to take care of me. And I'm going to trust you because everything we do is to have faith in God. And when we decide to take it in our own hands and steam about it and talk about it and think about it and just hold that unforgiveness, what happens is, God, I don't trust you to handle it. But when I focus on God and I focus on love, guess what I'm going to do? When I start to release that, I'm releasing that into God's hand. God, they are yours. And I forgive them. I release them. And when I focus on him, God can intervene in the situation. Luke chapter 6, verse 27 says this, But to who, but to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Wow. Do good to those who hate you. That's, that really sucks right there. I don't like that. I mean, I'm not saying this is easy, right? But he says, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. You know why he wants to do that? It's for you. So you will release that to the Lord? Because this, this is what happens. When you focus on God, you're focused on love, and you'll be ruled by love. And guess what love does? Love overwhelms hurt. It will overwhelm your pain. It will take it away. Love always does that. Love always overwhelms hurt. Romans 12, 21 says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. 
it, we've, we've had it backwards, and that's the way the enemy does. He perverts things. And he wants you to believe that if you think bad thoughts about that person all the time, you're getting even. In fact, our flesh really likes that, doesn't it? But it doesn't. It magnifies the hurt and the pain. Where you relive this over and over again, and God wants to set you free. He wants to set you free from that pain and that hurt. But you've got to focus on God. You've got to focus on love and allow love to overwhelm the hurt. You know, one of the best things I've done when people have hurt me is to pray for them. Not pray that God will get them and send them to hell, but pray. (laughs) You know you're thinking it. God, I pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven for that person's life. That you love them and that you care for them. And that God, that you'll change them into your image and your likeness. I never try to pray my thoughts. I try to pray his word. God, you, you, you love them and you care for them. And I love that because when I see them in Walmart or see them in Hy-Vee or wherever I'm at, I go up to them I've been praying for you. And that's what you do. You pray for them. Because love overwhelms hurt. And this is what happens when when you do that. Jesus always knew where to put the things of the devil. When Peter came up to Jesus, after Jesus had told him that, hey, listen, I'm going to die on the cross for you. I'm going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die and be rose again. I'm going to go up to heaven. Jesus, I mean, Peter came and says, no, over my dead body, basically. He says, no, I'm not, I'm not going to allow that to happen. And Jesus looked at him and says, get thee behind me, Satan. Now, he wasn't talking to him. Remember, people are never your enemy. There's always the enemy behind that. Jesus always knew where to put the enemy behind him because his focus was always on the Lord. See, the thing about offense and unforgiveness, your focus is always on that. But when you release and you focus on God and focus on love and begin to pray for that person, you put Satan behind it. You put all that junk and all that hurt and that pain behind you, and you allow the Lord to heal you and direct you to a place of peace, of love, and healing. I love that. Sean, but, 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 but if I forgive this, listen, let me tell you what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not reducing the devastation of offense. Yeah, it hurts you. It's not making it okay. Forgiveness is not releasing trust. Forgiveness doesn't mean I put myself into that place of trust again with that person. No. You don't have to trust that person. You have to love. But you don't have to trust that person. Trust is, is earned. So you you don't release trust. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Because sometimes I'm going to be honest with you. I know this is easier said than done. Because I've had it in my life where I I knew I needed to forgive. There's an offense trying to come in, a seed. And I needed to forgive. And this is what I've done. I've gritted my teeth and said, God, I forgive them. And I had to do that for months. Over, over and over. Because listen, forgiveness is not a feeling. 
And you may have to do that where you don't feel like forgetting. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you're hurt, you don't you feel like, you know, hurting them. You don't want those words to come out of your mouth. And the enemy doesn't either. The best thing for you to do is take that step of faith, force it out. I release them. I forgive them. Even while you're still having those thoughts of how you can hurt them. I forgive them. Because you continue to do that. That's a step of faith. You know, we're, a, we're such a people that are led by feelings. And we often think that if I don't feel it, it's fake. Let me tell you something. Your feelings are fake. They're not true. Well, God's word is true. And so I choose, whether I feel like it or not, to bless the Lord, oh, my soul. If I feel like it or not, I'm going to forgive people because I know if I don't, it's going to destroy me. It's going to cause pain in my life. Because forgiveness is not an option. And so I may need to grit it down and I need to say, God, I I forgive them. I release them now in Jesus' name. And that releasing means I release the control I think I have over them. And I choose to love and not to hurt. Because God, you forgave me. And I have been forgiven much. And that's the thing. You are not perfect. And you've been forgiven much. So I release them. And I grip my teeth. And I says, now in the name of Jesus... I release you. You know, it's, it's so awesome when you get to that point, and it may take months, it may, may, may take years, I don't know, of you constantly saying, God, no, and, and, and the Lord loves that, that you're doing it. And with the power of the Holy Spirit, He comes in and He floods you with His love that you begin to say, yeah, I'm free. You know, you know the day that you're free? You know how you know that you don't have to talk about it anymore? You don't have to, if someone can ask you about it, ah, it's good. I'm good. Such a freeing time when you realize, yeah, I forgave. Because you're being like Jesus. Do you remember how, how, how you felt when you were forgiven? Right? That you, you were forgiven? Man, that's just an awesome feeling. It's the same way when you release that same forgiveness, that same love. Say, Sean, but they hurt me. What about them? Listen, that's up to God. You know, you're you're not called to judge. You don't have the capacity to judge. You know that? Because you're not all loving. You're not perfect. So you release it to the Lord and you allow the Lord, Lord, I thank you. And I release that person in Jesus name. I forgive them. They caused me harm, but God, they can't do anything to heal me. Only you can. And so I release them and I receive healing from you, God. I receive redemption. I receive reconciliation, God. And I thank you, Lord, that you are going to make what was meant for harm for me. You're going to make it good. You're going to take that hurt and you're going to turn it around 
and it's going to be made good. You're going to overwhelm my pain with love. Where all I think about is how good you are. Amen? And when we release that from the heart, man, it's a fresh, it's like a fresh start. And we receive his mercy and his grace. And it's like, yeah, I'm not controlled by that any longer. I don't have to have a fight in my vehicle alone with myself and that other person. There's nowhere around. You do that, right? You're in your, your car and you're, you're, just, you're having this conversation with somebody and it's not God. Amen? Some of you guys going home, that woman better have me, me dinner. That woman... Oh, sorry, did that? That never happens, right? <laughs> you're going around. You say, listen, stop. When you stop at a stoplight, look over to your right or your left, wherever you're at. Watch that person. They're talking to themselves, <laughs> and they're having a conversation with somebody. And don't look at me. You did it too. We've all done it. That's no, you know, when you're doing that, you're offended. You need to pull over and repent. Amen? Say, God, I'm sorry. Just remember that. This is what happens. You start by gritting your teeth and forgiving. And you have to do that because you're stepping in faith and say, no, Lord, I'm not going to allow that offense to rule me and to hurt me and to hurt our relationship. So I release that person. Next day you do it again. It gets fewer and fewer, but once time you're driving your car and you start thinking about that thing and you'll think, why in the heck am I thinking about this? In Jesus' name, I forgive that person and I release them. Now look what Jesus did on the cross. He... uh, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. You know what he said? Don't hold this against them. Wow. Think of somebody who's hurt you. Maybe you have an offense. Just say, I forgive you. Give them, Lord. And please. Don't hold what they did to me against them. Wow. You know, that's just freedom. Oh, thank you, Lord. God, you forgave me, and I choose to forgive them. There's such freedom in that hurt. And God wants to bring you that right now. You guys ready to do some work right now? To receive some freedom? Listen, I can't do it. Only God can do it with you. And you may not feel like it. And and listen, let me tell you something. You may be getting angry right now. Because you don't want to. You know, some people have had this so long. 
it's become part of who they are. So we're going to rip it out. You're going to rip it out. And you say, no longer will I give control of my life to this thing that's very demonic. I release them now in Jesus' name. And I bless them. I bless them. And I give them to you, Lord. And I release them. And I pray your will be done in their lives. And listen, that's not what you think. God's will is always good. Right? But you understand that when you pray, and you're not praying that they go to hell. God opened up the sea or, you know, swallow them up or something. I know how some of you think, so. Bow your heads, close your eyes. So right now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to ask the Lord. Some of you already know. But God, who am I offended? Who have I, have, I'm harboring unforgiveness against? It could be the person next to you. Now, we're going to deal with it personally now. But Jesus also says you need to go to them. Now, you be led by the Lord on this. But I want us right now to personally release that forgiveness. I know that you were hurt. I've been hurt. It's not easy. I know it's painful. It doesn't make it right by you doing this, what they did to you. But the only way healing's going to come is by you releasing that and allowing the love of God to come in to bring healing. Listen, them coming to you and just saying, I'm sorry, won't do it completely unless you release them. So let's just release them now. And don't give that control in anybody's hands but God. And let's say, God, I, I just I, I want you to heal me right now. I want to move into that miraculous life that you have for me. I don't want any stumbling blocks. So we're getting rid of the stumbling blocks. So whoever's hurt you. I want you to repeat after me. And when I say, say their name, say it quietly. <laughs> I don't want anybody to hear it. But I want you to release them. And I want you to do this. Now, you may not feel like it, but just do it. And then it's something that you're going to have to continue to do. So let's pray. Father God, I thank you for loving me, for forgiving me. So I choose right now to forgive. Say their name. I choose to forgive. You say their name. And I choose to release, say their name, of what they did to me. Now I want you to say what they did to you quietly under your breath to the Lord. How they hurt you. What they said about you. Repeat after me, Father, I ask you not to hold 
anything against, say their name, from what they did to me. I release them and I forgive them now in Jesus' name. And I pray your will be done in their life. That they would love you with all their heart. And because of that, you will bless them in Jesus' name. And I thank you now for freedom in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise. Amen. Now, I know some of you are, I don't know about this, found issues. Now, listen, I did a camp in Panama City Beach, Florida back in the mid-90s. Some of you guys were at that camp. Actually, here, 